This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 719, The State of Azeroth. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I'm Allie. Hey, Allie. Oh, hi. How you doing? Pretty good. I had today off, so that was lovely. I mean, a couple of online trainings and whatnot, but for the most part, got to, you know, take care of some podcasting stuff and be with the dogs and relax a bit. So I'm doing pretty good. All right. And, and you've gotten over your stabbing people with clay shards and stuff, right? I mean, kind. Of, I mean, can I really get over that? Fair I mean, point. I've got a clay pot right next to me. I can, you know, if if the need arises. Gotcha, gotcha. So I will be on the far side of you. That might be for the best. Well, sure. Leave her next to me. <laughs> well, I mean, you were like falling down holes a lot. I heard so. It happened one time. I was there for at least. How you doing, Toasty? I'm 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 doing okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm, I'm just waiting for you to decide on a on a status, a Facebook status here. Like, fine, it's complicated. Like, what are, what are you looking at here? I'm fine. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll go with fine. Uh, so, uh, how's your weekend out there, bud? It was really freaking good, actually. Um, we hit the raid game again. I'll let Ali give the update on that one, because I believe I gave mm-hmm. it last week. Uh, um, so that, that's, the, that's what the winner gets. I gotcha. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, outside, outside of the raiding thing, I, uh, I did my, I did the usual. I did, I did my, my quote-unquote chores and wow got got the finished up the uh the covenant campaign which was really cool i really enjoyed that um got to got to power on with kale thoughts while we dealt with a certain lich that starts that starts with k and and runs with (laughs) fuzan um smooth yeah i know right uh, I hit I hit Torghast running again. Um, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't do twisting corridors this past week because I um I I wanted to put more because f- with with my focus the previous week being on twisting corridors I kind of remembered that I neglected I mostly neglected my uh 
my normal Torghast runs. So I, I wanted to get that done because I was like 10 Phantasma, uh, 10 Soul Ash away from being able to craft my stage four legendary. Like, oh, I should, I should do that. So I, so I got that done and got my fancy new legendary to show for it. I did not end up picking up that world quest. Or the quest to do the world quest thing. Which, like... Seriously? Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that, uh, that 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 was the weekend event. It's not that I didn't so, do world quests. <laughs> it's just that I didn't. I, I just want to let you know that if you've done all your callings this week... And any of the defend ones you did no chests or rares. Do you want to know how many world quests you would have done this week? Um, enough. 19. You would literally have had to find one super fun. It's quickly quick and it's done world quest to be completed. Dope, dope, dope. Well, I'm not going to get yeah. the twenty world quests done tonight. Probably so. not. No, that would be hard. Well, it- yeah, it's fine. Probably. It's, uh, well, you, you lost out on 750 uh, anima and well, 500 a, rep. I'm aware of what I've missed out on. <laughs> uh, feels bad, man. I feel like I did so much more than what I'm... You know what? You know why I'm feeling like I did so much more than what I'm saying? is because uh, I'm leaving something for Allie to talk about. So, Allie, <laughs> what did you get up to in WoW this past week? Well, I'll start with my stuff first. I did Twisting Corridors. And I, I did it not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Or no. No, no, no. Okay. So I did Twisting Corridors for the first time on Tuesday last week while I was streaming. Just to kind of dip my toes in, get a feel for it, see how I could do it on my own. But I mostly was just having fun talking to chat. So I didn't actually take the most optimal powers or whatever. And I got to like level 12. I got to 11, ended the stream, tried to go to 12. And by then I was tired and the damage was ramping up and died. I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> but I did do it over the weekend with my husband. We had a great time. We rocked it out. And the first uh, layer was not too difficult for the two of us together. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that. I've, I've decided I really... I like Torghast. I like all aspects of Torghast. And sometimes I do like to run it solo just to see what I'm capable of and how I can push myself and whatnot. But I think in general, I enjoy it more with friends. Because it's just, you know, it's a, it's a fun thing to do with friends. So that was it was great. I did both wings of twist of, of Torghast, regular Torghast, to get my soul ash because I was able to craft a... 225 of my best in slot holy priest legendary so that that felt pretty good i was really excited about that and unlike toasty i did get my weekly done i think i have like one more roll quest to do tonight and then i'm done with it so that wasn't too that wasn't too rough i like getting the anima i do feel like the reward of 750 for the weekly feels a little a little weak but that's because I just, I want more Amna, Amina, Amina. I want more Amina. <laughs> I want more Anima in general. So 
Hey, That's 750 is better than the 35 we get at the end of a mythic. Right. Like, I'm trying to remember. Like, it just. I feel like one, one of my itty bitty little nitpicks on this expansion. And keep in mind, I say this knowing that I absolutely love this expansion very, very much. One of my, like, two little nitpicks is I feel very anima starved between having to use it to upgrade you know, covenant stuff and needing it for mission table stuff. I'm going to use that and I will do world quests and do my role, my role boss and whatnot, but I have other things I have to do outside of the game and I can't do world quests every single day. So I feel, I feel like we're missing something. Like I feel, I think if they were to add anima to the callings as a reward, it would help. Like the callings need a little something, something. So, yeah. But that's okay. Still having a great time. Absolutely love it. I loved getting all the anima from doing the world quest for the weekly. And, and, and I, and I rated. And we, 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 we rated. And we actually completed Nathria on normal. We were able to get to Nathria's down in three pools, which was awesome. That was like I couldn't believe it. It it it, it took only three pulls for us. That was kind yeah. of unreal. Yeah, it, I mean, it, the the first it was it was a little messy at first. There's a lot to learn. At least it feels like a lot in the beginning. But once you kind of get the feel for the fight, it's actually a really fun fight, and I like it a lot. Yeah, it was really cool. In general, like a lot of these fights. It's got a little, you know, bit of different mechanics here and there. And once you get the hang of what you're doing with them, there's some fun fights in here. And I like it a lot. Then, and I want to go fight Denathrius again, just so I can do that fight again. The, o- the only thing I I can see presenting a problem to us when we get to heroic Denathrius is I noticed that um, we were not managing that mechanic where we're... we're Remorina, Remoria, Remoria. <laughs> yeah, we, we we weren't managing that that the, the ability that happens when the sword kind of dashes through people. It was kind of haphazardly going through a good chunk of the raid. <laughs> yeah, and on heroic, it's more, much more of a big deal. So I think once we get there, we'll we'll manage that. Yeah, but in general, like it was, we had enough healers, enough DPS that the damage going out from that wasn't terrible. And the healers yeah. were able to manage it. So, but you're right. We are going to have to work on that for sure. Yeah. I, w- I was a little worried about the first phase of the fight because that is like, that's a hard check right there. You we almost gotta... didn't. We, we almost didn't get it. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It was, it was tight. Jeez. But yeah, like you said, we got it. Like I think yeah. a split second more and we, we, we would have been dead. We would have needed a fourth pull. Yeah. Like we, we definitely. We have a very large gray group right now, and there's some people that are still, you know, gearing up, and there's some people who are still kind of, you know, learning mechanics because everyone learns at their own pace, and that's totally fine. We're not, you know, super hardcore. Um, but we got it. That's what counts. So I saved I saved the quest so I could turn it in tomorrow after reset, so we get a nice chunk of anima to start off the week. Yeah. Which that, that, is gonna feel really good. That's a whole level of renown immediately. <laughs> Yeah. So that's going to be good. And yeah, it, it felt it felt good to complete the, 
raid. I got a new chess piece that I really needed, and it was it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, if only Daddy Denathrius gave me my weapon token, I would I would really like a new weapon, please. Although my one my 184 perp just isn't cutting it anymore. Just you know, sweet talk him a bit. It helps. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was a little bummed out. I was a little bummed out when uh, I finished up my Covenant campaign, and I noticed that it was rewarding one of the tokens. I'm like, sweet, yes, token. Yeah, I'm gonna get a weapon out of this. I didn't check the item level for the token that they were giving me. Uh-oh. It is what it is it? an LFR level token. Ooh, that's rough. Like that's a super feels bad man. Yeah. But at least like I I have the weapon now. I have the model. I can use it for transmog if I want to. But I can, otherwise that's. It's not getting used at all. It's a 184 weapon. My offhand is a 184, so it's of no use to me. Right. I I haven't quite actually finished my Covenant campaign yet. I'm I'm getting close. But you know, when I have time to play, when I'm you know not working on show notes or whatever, it's you have know, to kind of pick and choose what I'm doing, and I'm trying to keep up everything else in terms of you know, Torghast and the Maw and Anima and whatnot. And there's just so much I want to do all at once because I like so many things. But that also means I'm trying to juggle doing all of the things. Yeah, that, but, that's that's actually something I'm struggling with right now, just finding time to do all the things I want to do. Like, I, I, like, I, want, to, I want to get into the Maw a bit more. And like, I've, I've been kind of hard-stopped at the quest that takes you into the Beast Wardens. Just because, like, between Raid and some of the other stuff I want to do, like Torghast and, like, completing my callings and all that for whatever. Because, you know, that's a... I mean, like, it's... it's in, in the grand scheme of things, it's a small amount of gold that you get. Like, a thousand gold isn't doesn't take long to get by any means, but it's, it's still... It, it's one of those things where I... It's enough gold where I'm going to feel bad if I don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, you know, you get a bunch... You have the chance of getting other uh, conduits or or whatever. And that's that's nice, too. I, th- I think for me, this expansion, what feels different is that when I log in, again, just, just for me, it doesn't feel like a grind because there are so many different things I can do. And I still want to do them all. So instead of it logging in and being like, oh, what do I have to get done today? It's more of a, all right, what am I going to get done today? What do I want to do today? Because I feel like I can log in and do what I want to do. Yeah, actually. Which feels really good. Yeah, because like, you know, we talk about all these systems that, that are in there right now between the Anima Grind, um, the Stygia, the, like, the Soul Ash for Torghast or whatever, and like... I mean, even de- depending on your time of gameplay, the, the, the getting the soul ash from Torghast to craft your legendary isn't strictly necessary because you know, like, you you can do some of the other content without getting legendaries. It's just a nice thing to have if you're if you're pursuing some of that uh, end game content and mythic plus and rating like that. That that's definitely a plus to you. And in that case, grinding out the grinding out the necessary components to get your legendary is a bit necessary, but. Like for other for other kinds of play, it might not strictly be the case. If you're somebody who's just enjoying doing the the world questing and um, like heroic dungeons or LFR or whatever, like it's not 
a, a hard requirement, right? Right. But yeah, that's that's about it for me. Medros, how was your weekend while? Uh, my weekend while was pretty good. Uh, I did the world quest event, uh, bonus quest thing uh, on all three of my max level characters. Uh, also, finally got... Remember to get... So, I have unlocked the garden, conserv- the Royal Queen's Garden thing on my Ardenweald uh, Covenant character. And I finally remembered to go over there and get the anima thing there. At the same time, I got my anima thing in my sanctum so that I'm not like a bunch of anima behind and then never get it, never get any completed by the end of the week. Um, I'm beginning to regret doing that unlock though, because I haven't gotten anything except for like a few flowers on from anything there. And at this point, it feels like a waste. But maybe it's just me. I hope that there's more to it than I'm just not seeing yet. It seems to be... like It seems like the Covenant-specific unlock you can do is very time-dependent. Uh, I guess is the best way I can put it. Like, the one in Bastion, I unlocked it, and didn't realize that I had to go farm a bunch of stuff every day to even use it. Uh, have yet to use it. So that was 1,500 anima I didn't need to spend. Um, the Queen's Garden thing on my Night Fae character, uh, I've done maybe four or five souls in there, and I've not got anything of decent anything worth the reward what I spent on it Um, and it just feels like a boring feature that I will I could definitely see myself very easily just yeah I'm not going to bother anymore like those are features there there are definitely features that are like oh yeah don't care anymore I'm just going to pass which is sad for me but that's fine it's not a big deal when I think um, some of them, I know for like Queen's Conservatory, a lot of the stuff you can do from it and get from it happen after you upgrade it. Yeah, I'm never upgrading that thing because, much like you mentioned, uh, I feel very anima starved right now. And I don't think I'll ever have like 6,000 anima to waste on the potential that the feature will actually get usable. Like, I mean, sorry, I, I'm not going to waste a resource that I know is going to be a, a really hard thing for me to get later on. Like, especially if I don't do as many world quests once I have all the gear I need. And I'm no longer worried about getting reps up and stuff like that. Like, there's, I'm trying to predict the, the play I'll have down the road and not waste the anima that I have. Because there will obviously be a point where I will just my characters will be sitting in their thing at their mission table, just doing their mission table over and over. That's it. Because why bother? I guess it's the best way of putting it. Um, and I, I feel like those covenant-specific uh, 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 options there, I think they were meant to add a lot extra fun but then I feel like they 
didn't want to make them too strong, so they drained all the fun out of them. And now they don't, yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I don't have the desire to. I also don't see the purpose of having the Stygia. Like, I buy the thing to teleport back every few days. Uh, or every few weeks, depending on how often I actually, actually hit the maw. Like, there's no purpose to me having it, having this stuff. Like, I, I, I die, I don't even go back to find my body. Like, I just go somewhere else. And when it comes to, <clears throat> when it comes to the Stygia, I mean, as, as you, as you level up with your reputation with Venari, you're going to get certain benefits. You're going to be able to purchase certain things that'll grant you benefits within the Maw and within Torghast. So, <clears throat> in that sense, yes, I kind of, I can kind of see where, where you're coming from because, you know, you, you're, the reality is you're not tackling the Maw frequently. You, you go in there to get your souls for the week, if I'm understanding yep. correctly. And That's with Torghast, yep. and with Torghast, like, you'll go in there when you've got friends, when when, when you've got a group of friends to go in there with. Um, I, I've so. literally looked at everything that Venari can sell me, unless there's stuff that's hidden for me due to my current level, which I don't know why you do that. I've seen nothing there that I have any interest in, no matter how much she likes me. Well, again, that, I mean, that, there's that, nothing there. <laughs> yeah, and, and and again, that's that's that that's kind of dictated by your playstyle, right? I mean, yeah, I, I I look at the stuff from Venari. Um, there's there's um stuff that adds the number of powers that adds to the powers I can get from Torghast. It also ups the quality of powers I can get from Torghast, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And with with the moss specific stuff, it, it grants me access to like different teleportation things, stuff like that. In addition, you know, you can if you get enough Stygia, you can socket something. But I know that's not something that you pay attention to uh, frequently, so that's of little value. Um, there's and eventually the Stygia when when you run out of things to spend Stygia on, or if you just want to bypass all those things to spend Stygia on, when you get to a certain level of uh, of reputation with Venari, you can you can get the thing that gives you a random undiscovered legendary memory which again for you that that wouldn't matter too much because you're not going into Torghast to get the soul ash stuff so yeah i mean right in in the sense in the sense that's um in the sense that's like me collecting honor wouldn't make sense for me for my playstyle because i don't pvp and all that and yeah like and whatnot um, some some of the things won't make sense for you because of your playstyle, like like collecting Stygia because you don't do that kind of content. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I, I found that um, as as the expansion goes on, I'm already seeing like I'm already already able to identify the things that I will most easily be able to just say, yeah, no, I'm done. Um, but, uh, I did, uh, level up some of my, uh, DK. Uh, he's now done, uh, Revendreth, and he's up to 55 and a half. So he's on to Ardenweald now. Um, so definitely expecting that he'll, uh, be 60 for a bit in Bastion, um, before he can move on to his Covenant. And, um... 
yeah, uh, not really much else. Just uh, working on stuff. I did notice that the the um, calling for today was Bastion related. So uh, when I'm done with that one, I will likely have my first Paragon box of uh, of the expansion. So that will be interesting, and I'm excited for that. Uh, I am up to 1.176 million gold, and uh, literally had to force myself to not take a trip to Missapendaria to buy the Yak mount today, because it, it was really, really tempting to see, like, oh, what, what, what would it cost at my current rep level, whoever that is, uh, and, and stuff, because... Uh, I did say that when I hit 1.2 million gold, that I would make a tr make a, buy a token purchase and and transfer a character. So, do it. <laughs> we'll see. One day, I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'm literally like, I would say by the next episode, unless I have spent a lot of gold, which I don't foresee spending gold right now, uh, I will be at that. Uh, that expected level, so. Uh, that said, um, yeah, it was just, uh, a very typical week. Um, really, really enjoyed it. I got up to 4,000 anima on all three of my characters through the various anima ranking things, including the, the world boss. Uh, only one of my three characters got loot from the world boss. It was my demon hunter. Uh, my druid and my main again. Uh, my main only got got gold, so didn't even get any memories. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, just, I'm. I'm. I'm probably just stopping on my main. I, I, the effort to go up there, uh, especially that iron world one, is really, really annoying to get to. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, I'll give that. It is. Yeah. Because uh, I go all the way around that that place, and and then I have to wind my way through the gorms and and not fall off, and it's just annoying. But yeah, so that was uh, that was my weekend wow. So, uh, how is the next weekend wow going to look like? So uh, this weekend wow, we've got Castle Natural Wing Three opening up on January nineteenth. Uh, along with that, we've got the Cataclysm Time Walking event that runs from the 19th to the 25th. Same with the PvP Brawl and Gravity Laps. And then we've got the Call of the Scarab event running from January 21st to the 23rd. And that's what we've got coming up. Alrighty then. So, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about today is an article from PC Gamer on the state of World of Warcraft as we head into 2021. Uh, so the, uh, the article is kind of just giving a, a where things stand at this point for the game. Um, talking about the launch of Shadowlands and the stuff that's happened since launch. Uh, Castle Nathria opening up. Uh, I think you said the second last wings open up now for LFR, right? Correct. And then... Uh, Kind of going through like a history of of what's happened recently and and uh, frustrations that happened with Battle for Azeroth and how they're trying to rectify those situations now. Um, of course, we all know that BFA had had some issues, uh, a lot of repetitive content that uh, quickly grew on people uh, in a not so great way. 
and uh, trying to change some things and clean with the, the level chain, your level squish, and a variety of other aspects of gaming uh, that happened in the change over to Shadowlands. So, kind of goes through kind of where things are and what they're doing differently in Shadowlands to try and improve on some of that content. Um, more changeability in, in Torghast as repeatable content, uh, and so on. So, uh, they mentioned that, uh, that again, Shadowlands released, released on the 26th of November. Um, it has 10 dungeons, 5 zones, which I, I mean, I don't really consider that a Lamaze zone, but I guess it's more of an annoyance to me. Uh, but, um, of course, along with Nathria, we have PvP seasons that happen in, with dungeons, and um, the slowly unrolling of the content, uh, both Torghast as well as campaign stuff. Uh, they do kind of talk about whether people are happy. There's definitely, I would agree with uh, with the article, that there's definitely a an excitement from a lot of players going forward, like excitement to see the new content, the new stuff, to see where the story goes. Um, I, I had my uh, Calm Before the Storm panel on the weekend, and one of the questions was, um, how do you feel about where we're going? And, and I, I kind of said, like, with the last two expansions, I kind of had a, a feel for where the story was likely to go from from the early days of the expansion, and I don't see a natural path. I don't see hints of where things are going at this point from where we are. Like, I know we'll face the Jailer at some point, likely to face Sylvanas at some point, but I don't see a lot of um, hints as to the, the final result of the expansion other than the natural... And I, and I don't know that Jailer will be the final, final thing we face. Uh, the final story evolution for the expansion, so... Yeah, when I, when I was watching that panel over the weekend, it got me thinking about, you know, how things have kind of played out over the past couple of expansions. With Legion, you know, we had that, we had we, we saw the kind of the conclusion of uh, the Gul'dan, like the, the, the AU Gul'dan story or whatever, and we kind of started transition, we, we started that transition into a focus on Sylvanas. We saw that in, uh, oh, what's its own, with the Valajar. Uh, Stormheim, Stormheim, yeah, and you know we we saw at least the alliance saw kind of hints at what at that something something was different with Sylvanas. Like there's something going on there. She was attempting something. We didn't really know what, right? And you know we we uh, and then uh, when when so like, towards the end of everything, we kind of I, 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 we kind of expected something with Sylvanas to be happening. I mean, it was clear, it was clear that that story was escalating and it did so throughout all of BFA. Um, uh, and you know, and now we're reaching the, what I feel as though is the likely end of that story because based on everything that's happening right now, I mean, I, I can't, I can't see them extending this story with Sylvanas much more. I feel like it's reaching its logical conclusion, but yeah, I seen... don't, I don't, I don't see Sylvanas making it out of this expansion in the same state 
of character development she's in. Yeah, exactly. And but yeah. but we don't we haven't seen anything that hints at what we can expect afterwards. We can make we can make some guesses based on some things that we've seen. I mean, there's 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 been some hints about you know the light not being necessarily all that it's cra- all that it's been described to us in the past, and that's a potential direction. Um, obviously, we can go explore more of the void stuff. That's also a potential thing. Uh, but nothing, nothing that I can conf- that I can definitively point to is like yes, that's what we're doing. After all this is said and done. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ali, do you, do you do you feel that way? Kinda. There's a little side stories here and there that you know, you can kind of guess we're gonna get more of in a future patch or whatever. But when it comes to other story beats that are happening, like various things with Savannah or. You know, if if she is actually going on with the jailer, if she's just a tool for the jailer, or is she playing her own game Illidan style and she's going to turn on the jailer? You know, there's still a lot of big questions. And while I do have some theories about what's going to happen towards the end and in like future expansions... It's all just theories at this moment. Nothing, you know, concrete, mega evidence for or whatever. But for me, that's part of the fun. You know, the the speculating and the, you know, theories and geeking out about lore and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm all about that. So I'm okay with not knowing everything. I'm happy about that. Yeah, like 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 in throughout WoW, you know, we we see different things sprinkled throughout the zones and all that. You know, we've like small little interesting lore bits or whatever, but it's never like what 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 I guess I'm trying to say is like we we don't have like that aha moment in a specific in a particular zone. Like, wait, what's going on here? Like when we were in Stormheim and Sylvanas was doing what she was doing with um oh. I'm blanking on the name of the the Valkyrie, uh, the Valkyrie that she was. Oh, why can't I remember that name? A air. Yeah. Like she's doing something weird with, with over there, and like, what's going on? We don't. Ha- we haven't had something like that that I can think of off the top of my head. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a all been of- little side stuff. Yeah, it's mostly little side stuff. But we've we've had a couple data mine cinematics um, that I obviously will not get into, and we we'll we'll start getting some answers. But it's you know it's it's still early. There's still a lot of a lot of expansion left. So exactly. Yeah. Speaking of like a lot of expansion, they did talk a little bit in this interview about um, kind of timelines for when we can expect new content. Uh, I think they said March. Like or spring, like pretty vaguely. Yeah, think, pr- pretty much like this is kind of one of those. What do we know about X so far? Because it's a lot of, well, we don't know, but 
yes, it's probably going to be in the spring sometime. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of frustrating when, when you see articles like this, because, I mean, we know what, where, th- where the game is. We, we know that anything is just a guess. But some players will look at this as, oh, there, this is news. This is a big thing. This is, this is, this is huge. No, it's not. They're basically saying the same thing we are saying. The same thing the players know, which is, we know nothing. We are Jon Snow. Sorry. <laughs> You've got a vague idea of something that might maybe potentially happen at this vague time exactly, like, description. <laughs> at some point, a thing will happen. Surprise! Congratulations. <laughs> you now know as much as the author of this article is. Uh, they did, however, reach out to Ian Hesacostas, and I'm assuming they asked him a couple of questions in email, and uh, that was pretty much it. So uh, the questions were, what are players? What, what should players be most excited about or looking forward to in WoW in 2021? And Ian uh, replied with, one of the most ambitious and exciting aspects of Shadowlands is its setting, as the team expanded the Warcraft universe to define the contours of an all-new plane of existence. As we look ahead to 2021, we're thrilled to be able to build further on those foundations to tell epic stories that interconnect the different powers of Shadowlands, the heroes and villains of Azeroth, and the inner, work- inner workings of death itself. Uh, this year, we will see players delve deeper into the mysteries of the Shadowlands, including settings even more fast- fantastical than we've seen so far. I can't say too much without getting into heavy, heavy spoiler territory, but an incredible journey lies ahead as players work to thwart the plans of the mysterious jailer. And I just feel like I wrote, read, re, read off a word salad from a salesperson. <laughs> Literally, That's pretty much how it reads. I'm pretty sure that take Shadowlands death and interchange those with uh, Pandaria and the Shaw or... Uh, Legion and the Legion, uh, or BFA and Nazoth, or Old Gods, and and this pretty much the same same wording. So, uh, sorry, Ian, but you sound it sounds like a PR slash salesperson wrote that, uh, and I, I feel a little dirty in my mouth just having read that. So, uh, <laughs> I, I apologize. But uh, the second question was, now that the Shadowlands is out, are there any big pieces of feedback that you're working to address? And I fear I'm going to feel very similar about this answer, but let's go ahead and read it anyway. We're humbled by players' response to Shadowlands, but we know that we're that we know that launching an expansion isn't an end for us, but rather a new beginning. The team is listening closely to the community as we look to shape future updates. One big topic of discussion has been the way loot works in Shadowlands Endgame. We significantly reduced the rate at which players earn item rewards, but at the same time also stripped away randomness and tried to give everyone more clear goals to pursue and control over their progress towards them. When it comes to P- PvP itemization specifically, we're really happy with how that's playing out, but we think we can do more to make the experience of running dungeons and raids feel more satisfying when you don't get a specific item you were hoping for. Otherwise, balance remains an ongoing focus, both the, both through hotfix adjustments to the live game and through more involved changes to player abilities, especially new Shadowlands systems like Legendary Items and Covenants, which will come in patches. Okay. Uh, significantly reduce the rate at which I, players earn item rewards. 
Yes, I concur, Ian. You did significantly reduce that rate. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, but in, in more fairness, I mean, I'm glad that they are aware that there are issues. Uh, hopefully, 9.1 will see an improvement in the situation uh, where a player does not do a world boss five weeks in a row or six weeks in a row now and get nothing. Not that I know anybody who's got that problem. Uh, I do want to speak to the PvP itemization a little, but I know that's that's been that's been something that's I feel I feel like there's been a lot of praise going towards the, the PvP method of gearing up. I know that that's been a that's been a pretty large complaint in previous expansions, and um, the the transition back to the currency system, the currency system that they have in right now has been largely a success. At least um, based on what I've been seeing in like the WoW internet space. So. so, you guys do stuff that would get you stuff from the Great Vault. Uh, I keep looking there and, and hoping that my world quests and um, occasional runs into the mall will get me something from the Great Vault and, and always seem disappointed by that for some stupid reason. Um, but I'm curious how it's been for you guys, because the only feedback I've seen is from five people on Twitter who have now every week said that they got the same thing they got the week before and trashed it. But they all only do one type of content and only had one item to, to choose from. Okay, so I I usually have on like between two or three items to choose from from various bits of content. Uh, what, what I will say is Every week outside of last week that the Great Vault's been open to us, I have gotten a meaningful piece of gear out of it. There's never been something I, uh, that I didn't want to use available to me outside of last week. How about you, Allie? I had one week where I didn't have any good options per se, but other than that, I've had some pretty good luck with it. The way I see the vault is if you want more options, you have to put in the work. Like, I mostly raid. I'll dabble Mythic Plus. Once in a while, I'll PvP, but not that often. In all, like, I know in all reality, if I want more options, I need to go do more things. So if I want another option, I need to go run a Mythic Plus. I okay. tend to shy away from those because they stress me out. But I do know it feels good those weeks I do put in the extra work to get the extra options. Okay, I, I understand that. <clears throat> but uh, it seems odd that every week you're, if you only have, like, it didn't, it didn't seem to be presented as, oh, every week that, one, that, that first slot will be the same thing every week. And uh, the second slot will be the same thing every week. Like, it felt like there'd be a change, different, like a randomization there, and um, that's terrible RNG, which I'm very familiar with, if you basically got the same thing five weeks in a row. I mean, yeah, and I think whatever it's been. And I think that's what it's been boiling down to for the people who've been seeing repeats. I mean, it's just yeah. unfortunate RNG. I mean, I can I can definitely see it'll it's going to get to a point for me where... 
uh, where at a certain point in the tier, like the Great Vault's going to be less useful. To me. Like it's certainly gotten to that point right now where we are because we've only we've only done normal so far. We've only killed the appropriate bosses to trigger the normal the normal raid rewards from the from that raid row. And as of last week, like I'm still I, I'm not able to supplements my gear with that but again like that's the expectation there was that it would give you the option maybe right if not you can opt for x currency which like right now is is stygia which like eventually that's going to outlive its usefulness too yeah and as many said the first like the first thought is not the same thing every week it's, it's just Keep it just it just a thing it's just a case of unfortunate RNG where people where some people have happened to get to the same thing every week. I know for me, I haven't had I I don't I haven't had repeat items show up in my vault week to week. I mean I've definitely gotten items that I already have. Like uh, last week I had I last week in my great vault I had I got the I had the option of picking from a neck I had a heroic version of already and. I think it was boots that I already had. Maybe a trinket. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a loot system within WoW, which inherently will give you the chance of just getting something you already have, and that's unfortunate. But um, it's not something that players as a whole are unfamiliar with. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely... There's definitely things they can improve on. Uh, hopefully, they will uh, aim at the things that are most uh, important to the majority of players without leaving the minority feeling like they're unlocked. So, we'll see. Uh, let us move along to talking about charity. Yes, let's do that. So, Activision Blizzard, last month gave each of their employees $200 to donate to a charity of their choice. In the end, when it's all said and done between Activision Blizzard, Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, and King, they donated more than $1.6 million across 3,211 different charities. A lot of charities. We... It was, it was pretty cool to see some of the tweets about some of the charities people were donating to. Obviously, it's ones that tend to be either near and dear to their heart or something they're very passionate about. And they ranged from everyone about firefighters or one or a few actually about Trevor project, which is great. Uh, some to the Michael J Fox foundation. Like it was just all over the place. And so it was great to see, you know, good going out um, with all of this. We do have a little blurb from Bobby Kotek, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, about it. And he says, At Activision Blizzard, we recognize our responsibility to give back to the communities where we operate, from developing pathways for veterans' employment to fighting racial inequality to supporting pivotal healthcare programs. We are committed to making a difference. We believe we can truly connect and engage the world in ways that no other company can, with purpose and meaning. We continue to be grateful for so many of you who share our commitment to change the world in lasting ways. We want to honor the past year of giving with one more 
philanthropic endeavor for this unique year when people are in need more than ever. We are contributing company funds as well as reallocating funds that were earmarked for year-end company events towards an Activision Blizzard holiday giving initiative. So I think it's cool. You know, they, they, they gave these options for the employees to put it towards something they really care about. So I think that's, it's, it's neat. It's nice to hear companies doing good things like that with their money instead of pocketing it. So that's good. Yeah. And it has the added bonus of uh, being a tax deductible donation on, on behalf of the employees. So the employees can, you know, get a little kickback from that as well. Yep. It's good to see charitable giving. It is. And that's 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 about it for that story. Just uh, good good stuff to talk about there. Uh, how about some more Torghast news, Mister Toasty? Um, it's not necessarily Torghast news. It's just a bit of a clarification um, in regards to the loot that you can possibly get from Torghast. So as many of you know, uh, Torghast specific wings will give you the chance of getting your legendary memories, and up until Twisting Corridors released, you were kind of on the you're kind of at the whim of the different wing rotation to earn those memories. Now, if you haven't gotten those memories, what can happen now is you can get them within the Twisting Corridors. So, any for anybody who's gone to Twisting Corridors, you know, like for every six floors, like the the inspiration behind those six floors will change to one of the other one of the available wings. That is in Torgath, and that can be any of them. So if, for example, you're a Frosty K, and you've been chasing down memory of a Frozen Champion's Rage, you would normally need to go to Skulda's Hall specifically in order to get your chance to do that. But with Twisting Corridors, kind of grabbing the tile set from random from the random uh, available wings, if you happen to get Skulda's Hall, the Skulda's Hall set within Twisting Corridors, you will also then have a chance of getting your your Frost DK memory. And of course, that applies to every spec. So, yay! No longer no longer at the whim of uh, the weekly rotation. Just, uh, you know, hop into Twisting Corridors and hope that the RNG gods are in your favor. So there's no Paladin one at all in Skulda's Hall? Wow. It does not appear that way. If you want, uh, if you want a red paladin one specifically, it looks like it's the upper reaches. Upper reaches, yeah, that's it. Your favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Meanwhile, the mean, meanwhile the Furior one drops from my favorite wing, Mortregar. It's not my favorite wing. I do not like that wing at all. <sighs> Yeah, uh, good news. Good news for you guys who are uh, who who don't have your your targeted memory. Just, just run twisting corridors, guys. Um, and I think that about does it for news this week, right? Yes, seems like it. The, so. I'm going to go ahead and talk about our first sponsor of the show. Of the, eh, of the show. So, 
Today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This week, we're going to take a look at the fourth book of the Trials of Apollo series, The Tyrant's Tomb. Let's have a listen. I'm supposed to drive? I wondered. Is this a rental hearse? I'm pretty sure my New York junior driver's license doesn't cover this. Meg shrugged. During our flight, she'd insisted on sprawling on the Cessna's sofa, so her dark pageboy haircut was flattened against the side of her head. One rhinestone-studded point of her cat-eye glasses poked through her hair like a disco shark fin. The rest of her outfit was equally disreputable. Floppy red high tops, threadbare yellow leggings, and the well-loved knee-length green frock she'd gotten from Percy Jackson's mother. By well-loved, I mean the frock had been through so many battles, been washed and mended so many times, it looked less like a piece of clothing and more like a deflated hot air balloon. Around Meg's waist was the piece de resistance, her multi-pocketed gardening belt. Because children of Demeter never leave home without one. So once again, that was The Tyrant's Tomb, the fourth book of the Trials of Apollo series, written by Rick Riordan and narrated by Robbie Damon. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2021. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. Uh, so our question of the week from last week was, have you taken a trip to the twisting cor corridors of Torghast? If so, how do you feel about it? If you haven't, why not? Uh, WikiBH says, not yet, because I'm still far behind on my coveted campaign and stuff. I'll make it there soon, I'm sure. Dragons After Dark says, the friend I usually run with had their monitor break, rip. So we haven't been able to go in. Once he gets a new one, we'll probably, we'll probably try our hands at it. Not sure I'm looking forward to the time sink, but I need at least layer two for the pets. Beastmaster Rika says, I did layer 1 solo and then layers 2 to 8 with a group. Usually I enjoy solo challenges, but Twisting Corridors was way more fun with other people and having some really crazy anima powers. I think it's a good idea, but I want more things added over time. Currently, there's no reason to get back in, which kind of sucks. And Spidercav simply says, I'm not 60 yet. Jen Knox says, I've taken two trips. I was frustrated with level 14 suddenly spiking a difficulty, Disc Priest. The second one was to get my last item for the quest run in, and I haven't returned. The reward seems so far away from what I can accomplish, it isn't worth the time. Studio Nocturna says I don't even have a max level character yet. Viking911 says I've been in there. Without researching outside of the game, it's not explained very well. Like, why do I do it? Rewards and how it works. Seraphis says, Honestly, I'm not a fan. It's long. Not a fan of the texture either. And really, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth once done. It feels like an afterthought in the grand scheme of other choices. Also, it's rubbery and floppy. Oh, wait a minute. You said twisted corridors, not twizzlers. Um, the corridors, they're fine. Carry on. Thank you, Seraphis. Welcome back, Sarah. Welcome back. Oh, oh, 
Twizzlers are amazing, sir. Whatever. Shush. <laughs> I prefer red ones. I love them. That's fine. I, I prefer red vines, honestly. I like them both. I like to use them as a straw in my Dr. Pepper and rum. <laughs> it's delicious. Ooh, I haven't tried that taste before. Ooh, highly, highly suggested. Anyways, <laughs> Brawls Wow says, I was sick of Torghast before it came out. Plus, I'm a druid, so who needs a mount? Fair points there, except not everybody are druids, Brawls Wow. Wahadras67 says, I haven't yet because my main changed about a week ago, so I'm still playing catch-up. Argent Rose said, I did for the quest, but I got to say it started to become a slog. After about six floors, doing all 18 was a chore. We're planning on doing all eight levels of it, but after we're done with those, I don't know if we'll ever touch it again. 18 floors is just a bit much, especially with no way to save progress, etc. It definitely reminded me of the, my days back when we were raiding and some of the epic trash clears we had getting to bosses. Which, to be honest, was never fun. Shantyman uh, says, I got through 12 floors once, then went back in only for the 6th floor boss for the 3rd clue. I can see the appeal, but in a game where time is already a scarce resource, sinking 2 plus hours into a mode that only gives a reward every other level, seems the spigot is turned way too low on the rewards versus the time. Manny says, I keep seeing these great streams that feature runs with Toasty, Ali, and Medros, and I think if I had the High Lord of Paladins on my team, I could have that much fun as well. I assume he's so busy. He's too busy as part of the second World of Warcraft panel that includes Berserker. Did anyone happen to catch a podcast the guy's from? <laughs> no, I, I must have missed it. I, I want to say it's uh, something Fury. <laughs> well, I they mean, might he be did in seem very maybe. warrior. He was very much a warrior, so I definitely think Fury was something to do with it. Yeah, Fury. Unshackled? says I've. Jonah says, I've done seven of the eight layers for Twisting Corridors, and I have mixed feelings. On one hand, the challenge is decent for solo running, but it's a bit too easy to overpower in group play. I do enjoy finally being able to max out stackable powers and try different combinations, but there isn't really any power diversity when you can get 70 to 100 of them. I use the same build on my monk every single run, and for a rogue like that, and for a rogue like that's not okay. That said, the mode has a ton of potential. Hopefully they focus more on making powers for each spec and not just class powers. So, yeah, I, 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 I kind of have thoughts on that. Um, I, I was thinking back to when we ran uh, Torghast before. And we ran I think three or four layers, right? Was it four layers? Or three? Uh, three, I think. Okay, so we essentially did one layer of Twisting Corridors worth of content. Correct. That took three hours? Three and a half hours? Yeah. It took a I mean, lot mind of time. You, mind you, we did have some downtime uh, well, uh, like between layers and whatnot, so it wasn't... We weren't going full bore the entire time. That's a fair point. I just, I worry that even going as a group, it feel it, it seemed like okay. I figured we might be able to knock an hour off by having it all eighteen layers or eighteen floors in a single layer instead of restarting, having to start it from from zero powers and and build them up again every six floors. That said, I feel like that would be a lot of time spent 
uh, like some of the people have mentioned, on just on 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 a, 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 a function that doesn't save your progress. Um, like if I have two hours to play and I have a hard out at two hours and I'm on floor 17, that's going to feel really bad. I'm going to be really pissed. Oh, I can, I can attest to that. I, I know that you can. The first You've been there. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I, I worry that they made this level of the content a little too aggressive. Yeah, I I can like Jodo Jodo raised a couple. Everybody raised a couple good points there. The the, the time investment is certainly daunting. Yeah. Unless you've unless you've got the time, unless you've got like th- like three hours set aside for gaming, and it's three hours that you wanted to spend just on Torgas instead of doing some of your other chores. And yeah, um, it's it's gonna take a while to kind of go through all all these layers. Uh, which is unfortunate, like especially for you know the people who have a limited time. Like, like all of us ha- are are pretty limited in exactly how much time we can dump into the game. Um, for well, for one you, reason I mean, or your, another, your problem is hockey. Uh, Ali and I, I actually like have spouses and and things going on. I'm just bugging you, man. I I mean, I mean I. I <laughs> like I like I, I put I put aside my Tuesday nights to do editing for the show. So that's like one night gone. Then a raid Wednesday and Thursday. By the time Friday rolls around, I don't want to sit at my computer again um, that evening. Like yeah, that's that makes just. Sense. And then you know Saturday is when I play catch up with a bunch of the stuff I didn't get a chance to do throughout the week. Like uh, that's when I typically that's when I've been tackling stuff like um, my renowned quests. Um, that's when I do my Torgas runs for Soul Ash. And, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Now, granted, some of that stuff is going to fall off over time. Like, right now, I can only equip one Legendary, and I have the Legendary memory that I want. So, maybe running running Torgas for Soul Ash is not going to be as high in my priority list, and I can shift that attention elsewhere. But at the same time, there's other stuff that I've been want- I'll be wanting to do. I want to I want to continue advancing with my renown and all that. So I need to do those renown quests every week, and you know that can take. If I get if I if if I get lucky with, um, my anima drops from raid and from, uh, the mission table and world quests for the rest of the week when I get a chance to get online, like. The amount of anima I have to collect to do that particular renowned quest won't be as much, but also the the the, the soul anima, like the, the the tormented soul anima quest or renowned quest rather, um, that's going to ramp up over time. Like right, like uh, I I've just gone to the point where I'm collecting ten souls for that as opposed to five. And that's, that's, that's pretty fast if you're doing it the first couple of nights because there's a lot of people out there and like you can almost just stack on two or three and just run between them to get it in about 10-20 minutes. 
Right. Yeah, and that that, that that's that that works well for the people who can get in there for the first couple during those first couple nights. I I, I can't do that. I, my schedule doesn't allow for that. I, I typically tackle that on the weekend when there are less people doing it. Fair enough. Most of like most of the time, I I am running through almost the entirety of the maw to attempt to get those souls. Ouch. Yeah. So, now all that being said, the twisting like the time investment for twisting corridors, like, doesn't allow me to sit down on my designated like non non group wow time and cr- and crank that out as much as I would like to. That being said, like there's only eight layers right now, and we've got the rewards laid out, laid out, and those rewards, as we, as I kind of beat into the ground last week, aren't necessary for me to have immediately. I, would I like to have them immediately? Absolutely, I want them. I want a mount to run around on the mall, and but that's not the reason I am running twisting corridors. It is it is a it is a convenient reward for when I complete it, but I'm just doing it because I enjoy doing it. Fair enough. Um, somebody earlier in the in the somewhere early someone earlier in the answers actually raised another good point. Uh, who was it? It was Viking nine one one said they'd been in there without researching outside of the game, and it's not really explained well. Like why the reason you're doing twisting corridors, and all that, and I, I I would actually very much agree with that. Like I, going into twisting corridors, I wouldn't have known the rewards, what's exactly happening there, and all that good stuff. Why is this random? Why is this particular wing of Torga suddenly eighteen floors? Like that's not, from what I remember, that wasn't explained very well in game. And I don't know. Maybe they could do something for that. <laughs> Did they explain that in game? I don't no, remember now. Like I think I feel like Torghast in general was explained like pretty well. You get that introductory quest, and that's pretty much the, the like get that introductory quest with Bane uh, for your first mm-hmm. for your first time through, and for them like those wings. Um, to get Soul Ash, I mean that's it. It follows that format. Uh, one layer of six floors. Twisting corridor is not explained uh, so well, in comparison. I mean, I have not seen anything even related to twisting corridors at this point, so that may just be a me thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like twisting corridors stuff will. Uh, will. Uh, will be unlocked for you as you progress through the Torghast's quests. Like the weekly Torghast quest from Bolvar. Again, not getting the weekly quest from Bolvar. I've been back every day, every week. I've unlocked the Runecarver, still not getting anything from him. There's gotta be something you're missing. So, I don't know. There's probably um, a quest or something that you're, you haven't done or something for him that's waiting for you to finish before you get the one. I think... I and I feel like someone else mentioned this. Like it because it is such a time sink, the damage does ramp up. If you sink a few hours into it, or at least a couple hours into it, and you end up having to quit before the final boss, or you run out of time, or the damage is too much, or whatever it may be. On one hand, like I understand Blizzard's just 
trying to give us fun content that's repeatable, have at it. But it also, at the same time, in a game that does have a lot of things like loot and collectibles and whatever, it kind of feels a little rough, in my opinion, to have sunk all that time into it and get nothing. And the, re the rewards do seem to be a little, a little lacking. Okay. So, do you guys think that they should, A, make Twisting Quarters 12 floors, not 18? Or, B, give you a reward for making it halfway through the 18? Um, I want to go with neither, honestly. Um, the, the, some of the solutions to make Twisting Corridors a bit more accessible for people. Uh, one of the ones I really liked is like the idea of having a checkpoint in there. Like I, I and and maybe just having that checkpoint last like between maintenances. I think that's sufficient. Okay. Like, so at least yes, it's yes at the end of it, it's still a time, it's still a, a significant time investment, and yes, you might end up not getting anything as a result of that. But at least you can split up that time investment. Right. Like, I think because it wasn't really necessarily explained per well per se in game, I think some people miss the fact that it's meant to be more of an end end game challenging content kind of thing. But time time's an issue. And so I like the idea of either having a checkpoint or somehow having a quest where you can earn a skip. Or like you were saying, Medros, like have it be I don't want it to be necessarily 12 floors across the board, but maybe have a normal mode that's 12 floors and then a heroic mode that's 18 floors or something like that. Mm. Interesting idea there. I, I, just, I feel like there's there's got to be something there that, that uh, some functionality that'll make it better. Because at this point, from what I've hear, heard and what I know about Torghast, um, and and my own time to play and stuff and ability to like do stuff, I, I would strongly be against uh, even trying that because I'm pretty confident I would just get pulled away around halfway through. By the time I got back, I would be it would have been logged out, being, being AFK, and all my progress was gone. And then I would just be pissed off, because I wasted all that time. Because to me, it yeah. sounds like it, it's basically a short raid night for most people. Uh, a worth of time to even have a shot at the AT. Never mind doing multiple floors of 18 or multiple layers of 18 in the span of a, a, a day or two. Like, I feel like you're putting most of your game time into that. And I don't and think the intention not... is... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it, just, it just feels like it's... Um, it's a level of, of time investment and challenge that I don't have any interest in. And that's fair. Like, 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 like we kind of talked about last week. I don't think like 
this this mode of Torghast is very much intended for those people like me who just love Torghast for right. the sake of doing it. And those rewards given are kind of just uh, like a happy... It's not a coincidence, but like... like um, what's the word it's, a it's a bonus. Yeah, it's a bonus. It's a happy bonus. Um, and... and Oh, I had something else that I wanted to say earlier. Now it's completely, like, gone. No, yeah, it's 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 it's, <laughs> it's fluttered away. <laughs> All right then. But, but I think the crux of it is like, at the end of the day, these nothing in here is mandatory, and it's just it's just it's 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 a for funsies mode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, well, let's uh, let's get to our next question of the week because I don't think we even mentioned that. No. <laughs> uh, uh, next next week's question is: What kind of rewards would you like to add to Twisting Corridors? Because because that's very that's that's very much been something that's been put, kind of put out there. Uh, it's, it was mentioned a couple times in the answers we've gotten from last week's question that the rewards are kind of lacking versus the time investment. So, what kind of rewards would you like to see added? Twisting corridors. Personally, I want more weapon transmogs because I love me my weapon transmog. That's what I base all my transmogs on. I pick a weapon, like okay, I'm gonna build something around that. I I actually have an idea based on Ali's suggestion of a heroic version of of twisting corridors. Okay. So reduce the current twisting corridors down to twelve with the current rewards. Okay, done. Heroic one comes in eighteen floors per layer. And the reward is a flying mom out. Oh, that could be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a hit dead air or something because there's so much quiet. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know necessarily how I feel about a a flying mount in the maw. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I certainly see the appeal. I'm not going to argue the appeal of a flying mount in the mob because it would just make it a lot easier to go around. But, like, I personally, I wouldn't want to see that. I I can't articulate why I wouldn't want to see it. I just, yeah, I don't feel great about it. But again, I mean, this is just all wish lists stuff, right? Like, what would you personally like to see? So, Allie, how about you? I like the idea of more transmog, for sure. I think it'd be pretty cool if over time, as you do, you know, multiple runs, you could put together a full set of cool, moss-worn looking transmog kind of thing. So what with what if every like it's every currently currently every uh, even floor right gives you every, every even layer gives you something right correct so two four six eight what if one five one three five and seven gave you transbox that'd be cool okay uh, apparently Amani is going to create a response video to this idea that I've just created a flying mount idea for the maw. <laughs> Look forward to seeing that, Miney. Yeah, I mean, 
my 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 feelings on flying mounts in general are complicated. <laughs> so that, that that kind of informed my reaction to that. I if I could change anything about WoW, I wouldn't have introduced flying mounts. <laughs> but that's me. I will say I mean, that I am in complete opposite to you on that one. Yeah, like I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with uh, flight points and all that for like quick AFK transport and all that. But uh, personally, my my favorite part, my favorite portion of the WoW questing experience uh, of the expansion timeline is the part where we can't fly. And I, I will say that um, if there was not flying in WoW. I'd probably just stop playing halfway through the expansion. That's fair. I mean, that's that, that's that. The, I mean, that's that, that's that, that's what you. That's your feelings on it. Like, I, I acknowledge, like, right, like right now, especially long after it's been introduced, like it's not going anywhere. I've accepted that, and I'm going. And I'm, and just because, like, I wouldn't have, intro- I wouldn't, intro- I've introduced it back in the day. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to take advantage of it now because it certainly makes things a lot quicker. See, for, I'm I'm this weird middle ground where there's some zones I would be fine with no mounts. You know, having to be on the floor, having to explore more, having to see the work that Blizzard has put into these zones. But there's some that I am really eager to fly on. Like Revendreth, sure, it would be easier to get around. I know for Shadowlands, the zone I'm most excited to be able to fly in is Ardenweald. Which on one hand, well, like like on one hand, like I want to be able to fly up there and find, you know, my my happy spots in the trees where I can just sit and look at the sky and whatever. But by the same token, when I think about everyone else flying around, all their mounts kind of cluttering my view of the Ardenwild sky, that makes me second guess what I actually want in life. So (laughs) you just want to spend your time on top of the big, big glowing tree. It's beautiful, and it's so relaxing and happy. <laughs> but there's there there are some zones like I'm I'm okay with not flying. I I want the challenge, and I want to explore. I love that sense of exploration. It'd be cool to get something like a maybe like a grappling hook, kind of like we had in Stormheim. Get that for the maw. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, there there are grappling hooks in. In the maw. Okay, then more. Yeah, they're they're dotted all over the place. I love it. I've never seen one, but I, um, I know there's wasn't looking. So I think I've seen one so far. But I also I haven't there's... spent as much time as others in the maw. Yeah, I know there's one like right next to the Superman S stone. Superman um, S stone. The... What's up? Well, that's you super... it, it's. It's not the Superman S. It's that's it's a thing that we all call the Superman S. Well, that, that I call Superman S when we were drawing it out on a piece of paper in high school. Um, but the the the, the, the He's waystone. Talking about thing. the waygate. Yeah, the waygate. <laughs> I know. Oh. I know what Chester's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, okay. there's, a, there's a there's a grappling hook near there. I know there's a grappling hook um, on one of the bridges that you can use when you're in the River of Souls. There's a couple. There's a couple grappling hooks dotted all over the map. I've made. I've used grappling them. hooks in in Meldraxis to get to treasures, but I've never used them in the mob. I've never even crawled seeing anything that gets grappling. Yep, there there are there are um, they're, they're dotted all over the place. All right then. 
And Shantiman, I don't believe that is a thing, something that you have to unlock. I, 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 I may have just um, missed, like, glossed over it when I was exploring, but yeah, it's just something I, I've seen <laughs> while, uh, while exploring. Oh, we do buy that tool. Okay, cool. So it's something you buy from Venari. So maybe that's why you don't have it. You don't see those metros. Okay. Uh, I I do uh, I do want to make one mention of something. So Torghast versus Maw upgrades. Right. Um. A lot of the Maw ones suck. Um. This is uh, ones that I've looked at. Like I I I put down for. Uh, it was these using these like teleport tunnels or something. I can't remember what it was. Right, and like it just transports you between two ones that just happen to be like in weird places around the the zone. And I'm like, that was a waste. I assumed that it was like a flight point. I could choose where I wanted to go. Uh, nope. It should have been better explained. Yeah, yeah, I could have. I do enjoy. I, I like now. Now that I've kind of figured out which ones are which, I do enjoy using them. But like, yeah, it's not. I don't recall that being explained all that fantastically. Yeah, no, it wasn't explained very well. Very disappointed in that purchase. Just saying. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's do our shoutouts, shall we? The shout out to the NHL for, for coming back in a triumphant fashion. Um, shout out to the Blues for winning their first game. Anti shout out to the Blues for um, getting destroyed in their next game. And, and causing and causing me to go into a depression spiral that saw me add like 11 jerseys to my watch list because I was depression shopping. Ali, is there any shouts you'd like to make at this point? Uh, well, I have a couple, but I will shout out uh, to the Avs who beat Toasty's team eight to zero. Yeah. So in the first games of the season, <laughs> how many goals has the, did the Avs score? Nine. And how many goals did the Blue score? Um, Four. Okay. Yeah. They just won their first home game of the of the season by a score of five to four against the San Jose Sharks. Like San Jose Sharks should not have. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then my other shout out is to you, Medros, because correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this uh, some kind of anniversary episode? Yeah, it's an anniversary episode. It's been a lot of years. How many, uh, how many, how many years? How many? 14? Whatever. It's a number. That's all it is. <laughs> Happy anniversary! <laughs> this show is almost old enough to get a learner's permit. <laughs> get in there. A couple more years. I mean, technically, you, next year. Halfway through next year. Anyways, I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, the, of course, after that, it won't get its full license because we're in Manitoba and we have stupid graduated licensing. But, you know, it'll get there eventually. Eventually, yes. Uh, so, yeah, 14 years of, uh, of talking about this game. Um, it's uh, It's been quite a ride. Um, 
And uh, there's been a lot of fun memories along the way. Uh, many more, hopefully, to come. Uh, and I'm very glad to uh, to have such an incredible group of friends that have joined me at various points along the way. And then these two latest jerks. I mean, what's up with those guys? Freaking well, there's slackers. one guy who just never shows up any, every week. Like, what the hell? Love you, fan. Love you. all right well that's gonna be about it so let's do my shout out i guess uh to all of our listeners over 14 years whether you listen to a single episode uh a part portion of a single episode uh or if you are one of the few people who have unfortunately listened to every episode uh first (laughs) off i apologize profusely for the last 14 years of your life uh, I'm not going to do the math on how much time you wasted on this show, uh, but I will say thank you for for being here. Uh, whether you are the first first time listening or uh, been here for a long time, uh, I appreciate you. All right, time for an outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, our number is one seven eight five ATA WOW five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ally's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. Find all of us on Twitter. The show is at allthingsaz. I'm at medros, at fandeath for fandeath, at toastypostycan for toasty, and at allyanders k for Ally. You can find the network at Dawnforge. And please do check out other shows from the Dawnforge network, including GroupQuest. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you when we start year 15. Yay! Bye! Copyright 2021 Dawnforge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.